Guessing should be easy. Hi, and welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. My name is Alex Richwagon, and uh, I would call this a little bit more than a hiatus. 238 days since my last episode, and a lot's happened, a lot's changed, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started into Investing Should Be Easy. I, uh, I miss you guys. I miss the podcast, and um, I want to get this going more regularly again. I uh, had a daughter, and doesn't mean that I stopped looking at financial news or didn't think about doing this stuff. I think it was just a lot of time changes when you have a child, and then your wife gets pregnant again, you're going to have a second child, and how that stuff works is crazy. So... Welcome back to the Investing Should Be Easy podcast. Once again, my name is Alex Richwagon. And in case you forgot everything about me, the podcast is about looking at an investment picture for the everyday consumer. We're going to talk about a lot of subjects. And last time we used to break down individual stocks. I'll do a mix of that, but also a couple different other things as well. So it has this little bit more casual, a little bit more laid back, and really focus on both macro perspectives, um, follow uh, specific portfolio perspectives, and then as well as um, how are they doing, what have we learned, and how are we getting better with an investment philosophy and, and thought pattern. Because the goal of the show is to give you education and give you some background into intelligence around investing. And I'm not saying that, you know, can't find this information anywhere else, but I don't really have a, a slant that I'm trying to sell you something. I, I'm referencing the book that I wrote, Investing Should Be Easy, because I think it's important to go through topics and piece of the puzzle. So that's more going to be the reference. So let's go ahead and get into the show and let's talk about a five-minute slant on the global economy and things that jumped out at me over the past week. And I want to do this in a kind of a quick take over five minutes is um, from a macro perspective, what to expect and why this is going to impact your portfolio, not only today, but for the next at least 12 to 18 months and how to adjust accordingly. Um, I'm going to go through about four or five different items here. First one is, from a macro perspective, there was a report that came out around uh, GDP, so gross domestic product, which is our macro uh, growth rate, is slowing down. And it's not going to be at a, at a pace of what it's been like in years past. So beforehand, we had catalyst of tax reform. We had catalyst around uh, both presidential candidates, um, Clinton and Trump, both ran on a bill to um, improve in infrastructure, which would be a catalyst, and as well as to jumpstart the economy and put money into bridges, roads, what have you. That's slowing down. That bill's not going to get passed anytime soon. And over the next 18 months, there's going to be a lot of focus on the next election in 2020 and what should you do. I would look at not as high a growth periods of stocks. I'd look at value stocks. So growth is stocks that are scheduled to outperform their P.E. ratio versus value stocks could be undervalued, um, you know, just at a how have they performed lately, how are they perform, supposed to perform in the future, and most of the values are generally in the dividend um, spectrum as well. We can get into things like that later on with uh, questions. Oh, and by all means, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to email the show at alex 
alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com with a G-E-N at the end of Richwagon. Second one that caught my eye is stock buybacks. This is really good for investors. Um, there's been a trend around $5.9 trillion has been spent by companies since 2008, so about an 11-year run, almost $6 trillion total. Good for investors in the short term, bad for the long term. What does that mean? If companies are spending more money in buying their own stocks, what are they not doing with that capital? They're not spending money on research, development, innovation. They're not investing more money into their wages, which is their employees, which is the most valuable asset that they have. They're spending money on the stock in order to propel the stock forward, which they may or may not think is undervalued and does get into manipulation of warnings. So we want stock buybacks, uh, good for short term, bad for long term. We'll see if how this pace continues. Next one that caught my eye was top jobs for millennials seeking $100,000 or more when they come out of college or after a few years, which to me thinks I think about trends of the different trends of what we how companies are positioning themselves over the next uh, 10 plus years when they're offering up salaries and what millennials are looking for new folks getting to the job market and the top items that caught my eye were around um, analysts so anything from a financial to management analyst a computer analyst we're in a euphoria of data nowadays and what i mean by that is we have more data being given to us, whether it be by um, social media systems, it could be by um, smart gadgets, all right, uh, internet of things to let us know how to make the operations more efficient. And analysts definitely came up as a big search term. And the other area which really caught my eye was around uh, blockchain developers, blockchain um, understanding, blockchain uh, analysts machine learning engineers, um, machine learning specialists, data science, which is all around that data element. And as I think through what are those trends leading to for what companies are recruiting for, what are the skills they're looking for is there's probably a shortage. Um, again, we can, I can look for this later on around areas of data, data science, machine learning, and blockchain and analysts in general. So those are the kind of trends and things that I'm thinking about and making a connection between um, growth domestic product, how companies want to grow faster, more efficient, leaner with less workforce and what kind of skill sets are going to be needed to move those uh, forward. And then as well as those buybacks or how they're investing in their company, what are the skills they're looking for, and then the job market for millennials. And what that leads me to is when I think about what trends that we should really be paying attention to, which we'll get into one of my uh, stock picks for the year that I'm already up, um, I think about 20% plus, and um, we'll get into that later in the show. And um, it goes into one of these areas, which is a, I would call a um, future trends, because it again, it pairs up really nicely with the top jobs and different angles of thinking about investing from, from a macro perspective, and as well as a, how does it touch individual users? What skills are colleges pushing? And how does all that can make a connection, if you will? Those trends are around robotics, automation, cloud computing, 
any type of services model. And what I mean by services model is companies are selling less of stuff and selling uh, less more of how can we help you run your business more efficient. And the service-based model is very um, subscription-based, if you will. So a lot of new companies coming out are looking for subscription-based models, which gives them reoccurring revenue, and it gives them a very steady income stream. And then if you think about in terms of, I'll give you a prime example, is Netflix. So Netflix, very subscription-based model. They've been growing tremendously. They've consistently raised their prices over the last 10 plus years from a very meager uh, $6.99 a month to all the way up to, I think we're up to 11 or $12.99 a month. And that's almost a 100% growth or uh, um, over the last you know 10 years or so. And what they're trying to improve their business model, not only from scale, but also how do they keep current subscribers in, in the same tunnel, but not thinking about the cable aspect as well. And that's what I mean by services model. And the last is semiconductors. So semiconductors are the chips and the, the power and the engine behind getting, getting smart technology to pair up with each other. How does your phone pair up with a Bluetooth device? How does it pair up with uh, wireless um, networks. Um, a lot of this stuff is powered by semiconductors. So when I think about the themes that I just mentioned, so robotics, automation, cloud, and semiconductors, services model isn't really a theme, but it's something to keep a lookout on. How does the business make money? How are they generating their cash flow? Which goes into one of my rules that I talk about in investing should be easy, is if you don't understand a company, how they make money, don't invest with them. It's really that simple. And you don't have to get, you don't have to understand all the fundamental or technical analysis. And what I mean by that is every company that is publicly traded must submit all of their financials into quarterly reporting through the SEC. And that's the Security Exchange Committee. All that numbers can be manipulated into ratios and growth formulas to understand how the company's performing. That's what I mean by fundamental analysis. And when you look into those, you don't always need to understand all those things, but if you can at least understand what the business model is and how the company makes money, let's just start easy at that perspective. And then we can get more sophisticated into how the company's doing, what do we see, what are they, how do they compare to other companies or their industry. And that's how I'd like to take an idea from things like a macro perspective, um, a trend that I'll see within the news, and then break it down into a sector, a group of companies, and then measure the companies against each other to find out which ones do you want to um, value your risk to, which ones you want to think, you know, I, I would like to put my money behind this company because I think they're going to grow at XYZ pace and they're gonna return a nice dividend or a nice uh, return to me as well. So those are the macro perspectives. Um, those are the ones I wanted to talk about. And the last one that just caught my eye, which is really about um, corporate greed a little bit, if you will, is uh, Wells Fargo CEO got a pay raise and made $18.4 million last year. 
And Wells Fargo has been nothing short of been dragged through the news of scams with their sales practices, um, scams with credit cards, signing up consumers for different products that they don't want, signing up for fake email addresses, um, tying them into mortgage, uh, car, car loans, things that, that they don't want. And when I saw that, it just made me real, think about going, Wells Fargo is being dragged through the mud. They're still being, they're still paying their CEO. I know it's a tough job being a CEO, but the same token, the perception of that bank and the corporate greed is just very, very funny. It's, it's when you think about legitimacy of companies and what what you put your money behind, it's not one that I would recommend. I don't think there's there's other financial institutions to kind of put your money around. So when you think about that macro perspective of economy slowing. Which companies, of, if they got bad news, are going to sour on me? What are the trends? How do I think about all those all those different variables with a kind of a direction and a formula, if you will, to understand where you want to want to go with the next next investment, if you will? That's the kind of piece of the puzzle. So a little bit longer in the five minutes that I originally anticipated it took about ten minutes, but I think it was well worth it to go through those items in order to think about robotics, automation, cloud, semiconductors, and how the service-based model really ties into those items. And I think the last thing that we want to talk about today before we uh, kind of jump off the next week, and again, sorry for the long delay, 238 days, all on me. Um, I can definitely blame my daughter because of, uh, you know, your, your kids change your life and how it really makes you appreciate uh, different things in life. Um, such as your children. So the last item to talk about is stock pick. And the stock pick that I want to talk about today is something that I've already started investing in, I really like, and it's called uh, Pivotal Software. Pivotal Software is a company that um, they've got some of those key things that I've, that I've been looking at, and I picked this tip up from reading Fortune magazine and their investor section. I try to look at a lot of research and a lot of different articles to give me both ideas um, as well as the trends in the news. They they specialize in an integrated solution for cloud um, platform and services in the U.S. Um, what does that mean? They partner up with software development and they try to reduce um, deploying applications. It's it's modern software development through um, their, their labs and their partners. I know that doesn't give you a, a lot of things, but they they do partner up with a few with one company that should make sense is uh, Salesforce and understanding how do they look at software development, a cloud computing environment. And again, hits on two of the keywords that I thought about, um, I talked about earlier from a trend perspective, both cloud computing and a services-based model. So that's where I started is understanding, I, I got the idea from, again, Fortune Magazine and the 2019 investors issue. And then I did a lot more research based on what I saw and what I thought the where my picks would be. And so then I went back from there and I'm like, okay, so Pivotal Software, read about it a little bit. I understand the company model. They're making a model on a business and a service-based model. And... What else did I like about it? So then I started researching it, and I found their market cap was pretty small. It's just under $6 billion, so they've got plenty of room to grow. So when I think about $6 billion versus 
um, of Facebook, which has hundreds of billions of dollars, it's harder for Facebook to grow 100% than it is and to double their business to go from, I think it's like 2 billion users to 4 billion versus Pivotal Software to pick up bigger contracts and grow to 12 billion. That's just very high level what I'm thinking about. And again, I talked about beginning of the year, um, started investing into the company was around trading around 18, $17 a share up around 22. So again, had a nice little gain to start the year. I think there's more room to run. Um, when I looked into um, finance angle, again, I don't want to break down all the fundamental analysis, but I at least want to give you, um, you know, kind of one stock pick to think about. The stock symbol is PVTL, and understanding they've still got room to run, and they've got a good growth engine. Um, they're hitting some of their estimates. They've got the profile that I think we should be targeting from a macro perspective and understanding what do we do with that. So again, just a quick recap for the show today. Talked a lot about the macro economy, things to keep an eye on for trending-wise, um, what kind of jobs millennials, um, people in the workforce are looking for. Ex uh, I would say high-paying jobs, $100,000 or more. And we talked about macro trends. And then finally, we talked about stock pick, a pivotal software, something for you to take a look at for portfolio, nothing more than you know 5 to 10% of an overall uh, position value. And that's what I'm talking about today. So I want to say uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for coming back in the show. Hopefully it's not another 238 days. And uh, we'll see you next time. If you have any questions, comments, um, feedback, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and middle of March. Thank you so much. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.